Previously on Those Were the Days. Number one, greatest name in the history of humanity. If I had an attic of holding. But not enough people talk about where the Grinch stole Christmas. So let's talk about who's in their weird hair and clothes. I will side-eye that camera. Yeah. With the arsenic sauce. It is Whoville chic. I just told Santa. Nobody else needs to know. 1966 until 1988, it ran every year on CBS. Uh, and then finally, used lipstick on rye with turpentine glaze and Rasputin's armpit hair. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot, Audie, speaking, and we want to thank you for flying with Those Were the Days, the podcast that takes you on a wonderful flight through TV from yesterday while watching through the window of today. The holiday season has come and gone, but we're back in the skies talking about pilots again. And I don't mean flying a plane like me. No, but it looks like we will have clear and comfortable skies as we go through an endearing sitcom from the 90s. First though, let me introduce you to our flight crew who will help us get through today's flight. Yes, this is a small plane, but they're all my co-pilot for the flight. First, we have Steven. Well, it's time to pitch a new sitcom, but we're going to need a location. A bar? Come on, give me a challenge. An office? Far too limiting. A TV station? It's been done. I mean, everything's been done. I know, we'll base the show at a small regional airport in Nantucket. The show practically writes itself. Next, we have Amy. I hope you are all ready for a lot of New England facts, because there's going to be a lot of New England facts. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we have Travis. Look, if I've learned anything over the years, it's that celebrities are just as normal as you and me. Like, recently, I was surprised to learn that Cary Grant collected his belly button lint in an egg cart, which I started doing in, like, the fifth grade. Sigourney Weaver and I are both avid petrologists. Igneous rocks are my favorite. And did you know former baseball player Stan Musial's favorite candy was Bit of Honey? Yeah, mine too. I love Bit of Honey. Nice. (laughs) Okay, so high quality sound effects put aside. So today we're talking about the show Wings. In case you couldn't tell from our lovely intros. (laughs) It is a sitcom about a small airport. In the island town of Nantucket, Massachusetts, that ran for eight seasons on NBC. Hell yeah, baby. But before we get into it, let's talk about everybody's history with Wings. Who wants to go first? What's what's your deal with Wings, Travis? Boy, I remember watching a lot of Wings. I want to say reruns played on the USA Network, maybe. And so that's mm-hmm. probably where I watched it the most. Um, but it's where I know Tony Shalhoub. It's where I know Thomas Hayden Church, Tim Daly, um, Stephen Weber, all of them I know from Wings. Um, I don't remember watching a lot of it on NBC. I may have, uh, but I definitely watched tons of reruns and uh, just it was always just a fun show. So, how about you, Stephen? Yeah, so I don't remember paying full attention to Wings, but I remember it being on TV with my parents. Like, it was one of those things, like, maybe I'm on the floor coloring or doing something or running in and out of the living room, interrupting their TV watching time. (laughs) But I remember Wings being around, and I remember when I would sit and watch it, I always enjoyed it. I always laughed at when the audience laughed, because, I mean, that's... That's what you do when you don't understand what's going on. Uh, that was, I had a great time with it. I don't remember anything about it other than leather jackets and that main, uh, you know, airport area where people hung out. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun surprises between the episode that we didn't talk about on, on air and this episode. <laughs> I have enjoyed uh, learning more about wings. I'll tell you that. Yep. All right. What about you, Amy? So, um, it it being an, another locally based show, and in the same extended universe as Cheers, um, it's like required New England viewing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just a thing. Um, sure. My older sister absolutely adores Nantucket. Um, 
so that was like you know there's always that little bit of it too so it's like oh great yeah um yeah it's it's what i know everyone from like when i saw sideways i was like oh it's lol (laughs) all right (laughs) yes yep fantastic uh yeah so this was definitely on in my house all the time nice yeah i i kind of fall into excuse me i fall into travis's uh ways of i think mostly watching it on usa reruns um but yeah just watching a lot of it a whole lot of it and like you guys knowing everybody from it like i was telling somebody at work about it today and uh he was asking me about the guy that played lowell um you know tom i was like yeah thomas Satan church he was even in tombstone we were talking about the other day he was like oh yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. um tim daly man so that guy will always be one of my favorite Superman actors because he was a voice of Superman. Yep. Um, and just yeah. everybody else, it always comes back to Wings. Mm-hmm. Yes. So That Tim Daly, I heard his name and I was like, where do I know that name from? It sounds really familiar, but he doesn't look familiar. And then I, you know, I finally gave up and looked at like started to IMDb and then it came to me. I was like, Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's who he is. He, Tim Daly is Superman. One other thing I need to shout out about Tim Daly. At one point, him and his son did short videos like on YouTube and stuff. Absolutely hilarious. Like, <laughs> just hilarious. Like, they pulled in Brandon Routh and Nathan Fillion for a couple of them and would do, like, riffs on the superheroes they all played and stuff. It was great. It's awesome. Nice. So, if you have a chance, go find those on YouTube. They're hilarious. Yeah, he's um, also great. he also uh, co-starred in a movie I love called Basic with uh, John Travolta. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. And he's great in that. He he was always good in things. Mm-hmm. I, felt, I always felt like he and Steven Weber deserved a, a larger following, like a bigger career than they had. They did stuff. They were, mm-hmm. They've been active, but I don't know. Yeah. But for now, I'm we're talking about... trying to find uh, Thomas Hayden Church in Tombstone because I can't remember who he was. Oh, he was but I see his face he was one, in my head. Okay, he's one of the cowboys. He's the one that calls out Val Kilmer for being drunk. He's like, he's probably so drunk, he's seeing double. When oh, Val Kilmer okay. does, have two guns, one for each of you. Because <laughs> I can see his face, yep. mm-hmm. you know, but I just couldn't remember who he was. Also, he's he's had that face. I think he was born with old man face. Yeah. Like, since he was <laughs> like twin, like... You know, 10 years old, he probably looked just like he did in mm-hmm. Tombstone. Yeah, but he wears it so well. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. All right, so Wings ran from April of 1990 to May of 1997 on NBC. Uh, set in the fictional Tom Neversfield Airport, small two-airline airport in Nantucket. And it focused on Joe and Brian Hackett brothers and their single-plane airline Sandpiper Air. And since we've already do- dived into it, let's go ahead and talk about the rest of the cast. So we had Tim Daly as Joe Hackett, the kind of straight man, nice guy. We had Stephen Weather- Weber as his brother, Brian Hackett, uh, who in specifically this first episode, um, you know, we figure out he's the not so uh, straight lace responsible one, the very carefree. Um <laughs> That's the thing, right? Coming back to pilots, like, a lot of these, like, sometimes, sometimes in things like Seinfeld, right? Like, you get characters like Kramer that they kind of dialed up over time. In this one, they definitely, like, they were like, all right, let's reel it in a little bit. Yeah. Roll it back. This is a bit much. These two would never like each other if we keep this going. We got to bring it down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Then we had Crystal Bernard as... Uh, Joe and Brian's childhood friend Helen Chapel. Uh, she runs the lunch counter at the airport, but dreams of being a symphony cellist. Um, which comes up That's frequently not a big throughout the show. Symphony on Nantucket. I'm just yeah. <laughs> it's not good weather, but it's very um, damp. It's not yep. good for stringed instruments. She also pulls the Monica card as having been fat before. And when we see her on the show, this is her, yeah, her size now. The nineties love really just did. fat shaming everyone, mm-hmm. and like it's it, yeah, yeah, it's was, it's was fun, yeah, good times, the, good times, everyone. Say, we have grown as a society, at least a little, in some yeah. ways. You know, 
little bit. We can at least go. A little bit. Little bit. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. We at least look back and go, ooh, ooh. mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had Rebecca School as Faye Cochran. Who's mm-hmm. the only other mm-hmm. Sandpiper Air employee? Uh, former flight attendant. She handles the ticket counter, baggage check, and flight announcements. Um, and I love this that comes up throughout the series. She's been widowed three times, all to people named George. Yeah, <laughs> all of her husbands are I named love- George. Looking through the IMDb too, it's it's like yeah, her name's Faye Cochran, but her name is really Faye Evelyn Schlob Dumley Devay yeah. Cochran, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome that you would keep all your married Steve names Ma. and yep. just stack them, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, like you're playing Uno you or something. Line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> once you get all of them across, it collapses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then you just pay. No, that's <laughs> then you just pay. <laughs> then we have David Schramm as Roy Biggins. So he owns the competing airline Aeromass. Uh, it apparently has seven planes, but has been unable to break into the charter flight biz. Um, and when when we said there's not that much fat shaming, oh, wait, there's Roy, oh, yeah. who is a large white male. Yeah. Um, and they don't make any jokes about that ever. No. But <laughs> however, okay. the there is guy. plenty else they make fun of Roy about. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to bring up like the first New England fact for a hot second here. Um, bring it. Because we, there, there is a there is a local airline called Cape Air that goes to Nantucket. Okay. Um, but the fact that you could have eight planes that fly out like that live on and <laughs> and are stationed out of Nantucket is 50 square miles. <laughs> That's it. It's 50 square miles. You don't need eight planes. No. That, and at one point, Faye announces the nonstop flight to Boston. It's 20 minutes. Where are they going to stop? Mm-hmm. We need to clarify that it was 20 minutes. Like, that is a nonstop flight. But it didn't stop at all. So it's got to it be sure a nonstop. <laughs> She's accurate. That's all. I take the ferry. And then, I didn't know Nantucket was so far off the coast. It's pretty there. far. I mean, not a lot of people like, unless you're you're posh, you don't fly. Like, if you're from anywhere near here, you don't fly. You take the ferry. But if you're from okay. like mm. New York, you might fly into Boston and then fly over, or fly into Hartford and then fly over. But I'm gonna have to get up into Nantucket and do some whaling. You know? Mm. I mean, yeah, they got real good. Lobby, <laughs> sure. Though. Like the old days. Let's go into business. Go and collect whale blubber. My mom mom grew up in New Bedford, which is on the the mainland side, but not, you know, like Nantucket adjacent. Um, And she was a docent Mm -hmm. at the New England Whaling Museum. All right. So I horrified my elementary school teachers informing them what a Nantucket sleigh ride was. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay well Whoa. am i gonna have to find that out later probably so if you're whaling and you harpoon the whale and you've got lines on the harpoon and the whale doesn't just yeah. like die <laughs> or just goes. stop like it doesn't give up no the whale right, goes yeah. and you hang on for dear life in your little boat that you've got your little harpoon boat and that is an antiquated sleigh ride until it oh gets that's tired awesome and dies. There you go. I mean, it's sad, but it's also, it was the way we did things. <laughs> so it's kind of awesome, also. They're called right whales because it's the right whale to kill. That's right. Well, That's what go. Captain Ahab said. <laughs> yep. Well, you know. There you go. All right. And rounding out the cast, <laughs> at least for this first episode, Thomas Hayden Church, who we talked about as Lowell Mather, the quote unquote dim witted mechanic handyman that works at the airport for both airlines and anyone else willing to pay. And um, just Lowell. I just love Lowell so much. Lowell I love him. Oh, my gosh. With the cold His open with him and Joe, just... which we'll talk about, but dear Lord. Yeah. It's like. He, it's so good. And he auditioned for the part of Brian, but got the part of Lowell. And I can't imagine him doing anything else. No. I mean, <laughs> after seeing him and other stuff later on, like Sideways and whatnot, I could have seen him doing Brian, but it's right. so hard to look back and be like, no, he's Lowell. Exactly. He plays that mm-hmm. just so perfectly. Like, his the whole delivery of, like, 
when uh, when Brian says, um, you know, you don't want to end up like Howard Hughes, locked in a hotel room, sitting on Kleenex, sucking applesauce through a straw. Wow. With all that money and his hobbies are the same as mine. Mm. Like, it was just great. He's, I mean, he's so basically good. Woody from Cheers. Yeah. Like, it's the mm-hmm. same yeah. the same archetype. The, like, well-meaning, somehow competent at your job, idiot. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's um, like, he's a mechanical idiot savant, is Woody. Mm-hmm. And Thomas St. Church actually ended up leaving the show after season six, because he got a gig on Fox for the sitcom Ned and Stacy. That's right. Uh, How'd that work out for him? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to watch it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't go that I far. I know what my pilot's going to be. I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I remember Ned and Stacy lasting a good bit. So uh, I don't think it was something that crashed and burned. But looks like almost two seasons. No, well, eh, it depends on how you look at it. This says it ran from 95 to 2017. That's a lie. That's, that's <laughs> it, ran for, yeah. it ran for two seasons. So that's what all these episodes. Uh, streaming services are for. So we could say our seasons lasted forever. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be like, my show was on the air for 40 my years. My show's still on. Yep. <laughs> it's still airing today. Okay. And three other uh, actors I want to mention, just they don't come up in this episode, uh, but a couple of them came up in the... Uh, holiday episode that we watched and didn't cover, but we'll probably cover some other time. First of all, Tony Shalhoub Tony. as Antonio Scarpacci. I never watched, was it Monk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I never watched that, so he's just forever. He's just forever, Antonio. There's, no, there's nothing he, else. I knew him from this, and then when he showed up in Men in Black, I was like, what's Antonio oh, yeah. doing? In this <laughs> <scene>? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, when and um, when you're really young, you think like that's his normal voice and like his normal yeah. affectation, and then you you yeah. see him in something else. It's like seeing Bronson Pinchot for the first time, not as Balky, right? Yeah. Like your brain Very can't much. process that at first. You're just like, mm-hmm. no, this this sound and this image do not go together. Um, that was what it yeah. was like seeing Tony Shalhoub as anybody other than Antonio when I was here. right and. T- and Tony Shalhoub also is one of those chameleons or one of those people they hire to play like 15 different ethnicities, right? Yeah. like Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. yeah. You know, they yeah. just like, you can be so many things. Like, okay, uh-huh. that's sure. that's kind of where he lands. And I, <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips, can you play a Hungarian? I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah. And I've got to say, <laughs> shout out to probably one of my favorite roles of his was in Galaxy Quest and just the way he mm-hmm. played that. Oh, he was amazing. Great. So good. And here's the thing. Here's how good he was. He was a guest uh, on season two of this show. It's just a waiter. The producers were so impressed that they brought him on as uh, Antonio in season three from then on. Amazing. So that's how good he was. And they managed to incorporate it into the role, too. Like, so. But yeah, it's great. Uh, Antonio was the Italian immigrant that owns and operates a taxi service to and from the airport. So there is a great joke in the uh, holiday episode about what are the chances of me finding you? And he's like, in this town, one in four. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you don't need a lot of taxis in Nantucket, mm-hmm. I don't no. think. No. <laughs> it's not a very big island. No, 50 square miles is not a lot of area to cover. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and that's not even the amount. I mean, 50 square miles, and then you got to think about the roads. Right. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like there are less oh, roads are, than there are square miles. And they are miles. all unbelievably narrow. And a lot of the taxis are like the last. I mean, I haven't been there. Like, I was there 20 years ago. Um, and we had to take a taxi somewhere. And um, it was a uh, like a Ford Expedition. And the road, like, it. <laughs> It was, it was wild. It was Absolutely. the width of the road. It was the width of the road. <laughs> well, I mean, there's New England roads. You, they didn't. They didn't make them big for the yeah, horse and buggy. Yeah, but this is like they did. They never updated anything. <laughs> no infrastructure. None. Just well, we paved it, uh, sort of. Cobblestones, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Two more actresses I want to mention real quick. Fair Fork came on season four as Alex Lambert. A helicopter pilot who starts running a tour business from the island uh, became Brian's love interest. She was a pretty significant character there for a while. Uh, and then also Amy Yazbek, 
joined yeah. in season six as Casey Chapel, Helen's older snobbish sister. Um, and it's funny because Helen makes mention of in this uh, first episode about how they moved from Texas. Apparently, Helen kept her accent and Casey dropped it as soon as they got here. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's a good way to just. I mean, yeah, if you away. can't do the, yeah, you can't do the accent, then don't don't do it. Yep. Um. So as as we talked about before too, this show was created and produced by Cheers veterans David Angel, or Angle, however you pronounce it, Peter Casey and David Lee. Um, they made this and then would later go on to make Frasier. So this was between Cheers and Frasier. Um. But because they were involved, you had so many of the Cheers cast and Frasier cast show up. Um, and uh, I think, like Amy said, they're all in the same, yeah, they're in the uh, same universe. universe. Yeah. There's um, a lot less crossover with Wings. There's not none. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's less crossover, mm-hmm. obviously, than Frasier. Because Frasier was just in Cheers. Right. But I guess there's um. a, there's at least one episode of Wings where, like... They come. Some of them come over from the mainland. I forget yeah. who it is, but yeah. Um, so it ran on NBC, but it was produced by Paramount CBS. Um, and after its initial run, it definitely rerun had reruns on USA Network, uh, Nick at Night, and TV Land. You know, one other thing I remember about Wings is it being the butt of jokes and Animaniacs a lot for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason the the writers on that show seem to think wings lasted too long they love some wings oh thought it lasted too long mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean it is a, a sitcom about a small airport right and tuck it like how much how are you gonna stretch it i don't know right. and uh to cover all the bases the theme of the uh show was actually a shortened version of the final movement from french Franz Schubert's Piano Sada Sonata Number no. Twenty in A Major D. That's that, good see, to know. That's what we got to like. That's that's podcasters been looking for that royalty free music. We got to mm-hmm. get back into the classics. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta I don't go way back. I don't know if anybody back. gets the royalties, but he got credit screen credit as the theme composer every episode. Outstanding. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. It was very. Uh, I was not ready for a comedy show based on the intro theme when it came on. I'm like, this is some. Uh, this is. This sounds like a daytime soap kind mm-hmm. of theme. It does not, have that uh, feel. It's time it? for a party evening. Yeah, it's very relaxed. Yeah. And then you know, the, I'll let Adi talk about the way the show opened, but it, it led into another. I don't know if this is a comedy yet. Kind of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, one other thing to mention, Wings is one of those shows that they attempted uh, a version of it in uh, Great Britain, and it made it <laughs> as far as the pilot episode, and no further. Um, I couldn't see this working in uh, in the UK. They, it's a small private airport on the Isle of Man. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like, pretty what much what they did. Like <laughs> they changed a couple names here and there, a couple names, not many of them. Um, (laughs) everything was kind of the same Um, you can find the first few minutes of it on the YouTubes or something that's all that ever made it out anywhere apparently (laughs) so it's great but for this episode we're talking about season one episode one the pilot episode of wings called legacy Um, and it starts out with uh our buddy Joe, Joe Hackett, coming in, looking at his airplane, and getting a little too uh, friendly with it, shall we say. I don't want to get on that plane. I don't want to fly with that man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> nope. I just love that he well, kissed it. I'm not it. putting my lips on anything. No. I just love that he kissed it and said, God, you're beautiful. And there, right there is Lowell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think this opening scene really sums up the entirety of this show between Joe and Lowell. Yeah. And just what we're in for. Because he's talking romantic about it. You know, every time I fly, I come back a little sure there's a God. 
And Lowell's response is, I go down to the dump and shoot rats. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's okay. so good. It's so dramatic. Uh-huh. And then it's just, then that pops in. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Let's mm-hmm. go. And again, it's that it's that delivery as Lowell that just like, yeah, he's just so matter of fact, deadpan with it. And it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So we get the lovely Schubert intro. Uh, and then we come to the main stage for what happens on this show most of the time. The actual airport itself, Terminal. Um, and we get uh, our lovely uh, Faye uh, letting everybody know the plane is back. Um, and I love that she talks to anybody going to greet people um, to just, you know, Due to one particularly nasty incident, best to wait for the propellers to come to a complete stop before you go out there. <laughs> That's good. It's good you advice. You see, in the you before know, times, for the young people, in the before times, you can meet people at the airport. Um, that was like a, that at was the a gate. whole thing. Yeah, well, at the gate. Uh-huh. Without and, a ticket. And yeah. this is yeah. this is even like, it, it's barely an airport. It's an airfield. There's, an a, air, yeah. there's uh-huh. a shack with a couple of yeah. ticket counters and a lunch counter in it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. there's no jet Now, I will say... That because all the planes are small. Yeah. The the Nantucket Airport is a little nicer than you would expect for its size just because of the amount of money that... Oh, I'm sure. ...lines on the island, but... I just have to say one thing island, about... Uh, got money. I gotta say one thing about Faye. Because when I saw Faye and I heard Faye talk, she sounds almost identical to the lady who played the social worker in Miss Doubtfire, Polly Holiday. Oh, yeah. I think that's her name. Like, if you close your eyes, they have the same voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that that? That doesn't look at all like that lady. It doesn't look like that lady because it's not. But it <laughs> sounds an awful lot like her. I don't know if it's like a. Uh, early 90s old lady voice they just knew mm-hmm. how to use, but there is definitely something going on. But they went to the same acting school 50 years ago or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're both graduates of, mm-hmm. of Juilliard, but old lady Juilliard old lady or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. It's Anne, um, Anne Haney is who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm thinking about. Yeah, I just was, picked the first old lady on the on the IMDb. Yeah, no, she she like was her. also Greta in Liar Liar. That's, That's yeah. right. And now I see her. Okay. So, yep, yep. That's who. That's who she sounds like. Mm-hmm. So then Joe walks in, asks Faye how much time he has, and you know he's the only pilot for this one airline, so he's got a few minutes, just a few minutes. Um, he's walking in, and Roy shows up. And says he had some mail for Joe delivered to him by mistake. Um, and he's had it about a week or so. He's just now getting around to it. And There's apparently, like one mail carrier on Nantucket and knows everyone. Like I don't. Like, what, how are we misdelivering mail? Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta have a conceit to get this story going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so apparently, it was a letter from. Uh, the lawyer handling uh, Joe's father's estate because he passed away, I guess, recently. They don't really say no. much about how how soon or how, how long it's been since his dad has passed away. Like, especially with the implication that he hasn't seen his brother. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. surely, surely. I don't know. That was all kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Because Brian's, pretty- like, a lot of things... But I feel like he would have gone to his father's funeral. Mm-hmm. Yes. There would have been some some kind of yeah. meeting there. But apparently uh, the letter from their father says the, the brothers have to open the package together. Uh, and we also learned that apparently Joe's brother Brian ran off with his fiancée. Um, What's her name? Carol? Carol. Carol the pig. Carol the pig. <laughs> Um, so, um, but Helen's just like, get over it, Joe, call your brother. You need to do it. Um, so we get the first dynamics of what's going to be a mainstay in this series is, uh, uh, Helen being the go-between between, 
uh, Joe and Brian and bringing them together or breaking them up, depending on what, what is necessary. <laughs> and I love the next scene because I had to look it up and be like, oh, wow, this even makes me feel old. So we got Roy at the counter. Kids, we're going to have to do some serious explaining for this joke. <laughs> Saying, <laughs> I, I've given it all the time I can, but Deborah Norville just doesn't have the humanity Jane Polly had. There, I, we can't. Hmm. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Okay. <laughs> Look up Deborah Norville. Look up Jane Polly and the Today Show. That's what There's he's talking about. Very dated joke. Like, yeah. like micro minute mm-hmm. dated jokes in this. See, kids, there was this show called Today that people paid attention to. And it was important. You got news and other stuff. I watched the Today Show every morning. I went to the school. Today Show. Like I did the outside Ooh. the window. Oh, nice. I did that once. Nice. It was very what? cold. It was like January. <laughs> Yeah, I have no interest in doing that, <laughs> but I, I did shook, watch the show. I shook Al Roker's hand. Okay, what? No, that's cool. Yeah, because he came out because they were cool. like, "We're not doing anything outside because it's too cold." But they did like walk through. Dang, that's cool. I, Al Roker seems like an all right guy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't be a weatherman and be a butthole like you're a weatherman. Yep. Yeah, you're just like guessing at best. Yeah, you're a professional guesser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> professional educated guesser. How's the weather, Ollie? It's gonna rain. <laughs> oh, don't don't, <laughs> so, don't make me get into it. Lewis Black had a great bit about the weather, and actually, Al Roker is in it. Uh, oh lord, it's it's choice. Let's just put it that way. Nice, nice. So, Roy was a a Jane Polly man. Uh, Helen tells him to get over it. He's like, I can't. She's like, Jelly Donut to shut up. He's like, Jane who? (laughs) And then in walks Brian Hackett. Okay, this bit was pretty good. This was oh my gosh, this was amazing. This was real good because Brian (laughs) obviously flew in on Roy's airline because he wasn't going to fly in with his brother. Immediately asks who the owner is. And tells him how great his airline was. Because, I mean, you know, most people can't get away with shortchanging their passengers like this. <laughs> I've never seen you know? such cost-cutting measures. Uh, no, I just mean, not just, having the life preservers. Just tell them they're under the yeah, seat. No one just looks tell them they're under the seat. No one looks. And a pilot, That's fresh so out of flight weird. school. You know? <laughs> I even had drinks with him no. right before the flight. It was great. So. And Fresh off eye like, surgery. I mean, how often do you have to look how often left? Mm hmm. <laughs> so good. And Roy's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And Joe is, is so great. Upstairs is like, hey, Brian. So uh, we finally get their interaction um, and see how uh, they come together. Uh, Brian immediately calls Joe out on looking tired, uh, you know, running the office, flying, uh, everything. And this is where we get the great bit about, you know, one day if you keep doing this, you're going to end up like Howard Hughes. Um, and what I love about this joke is not only the part Travis talked about before, you know, locked up in a hotel room, sitting on a Kleenex, sucking applesauce through a straw. Lowell's response, isn't that something? All that money and his hobbies are the same as mine. And Brian's like, really? (laughs) He also took toenail clippings and kept them in a mason jar. And Lowell's like, this is uncanny. (laughs) (laughs) And just walks away. It's "It's so good. (laughs) Just that one little follow-up. Like, okay, okay. Um, Amazing. And Helen sees Brian. And this is where we get the whole, hey, Helen was fat before, and now she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we get the uh, line about her playing the cello. Brian says, wasn't that cello supposed to get you off this island? She's like, it will, someday. (laughs) Um, And then Joe uh, asks about Carol. Uh, 
And Brian's like, yeah, she's fine. They get into it a little bit. Um, they're like, okay, are we okay? We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. It's all right. It's all right. And so they just uh, decide to open their dad's package because Brian has this wild idea that somehow their dad was rich and is leaving them a bunch of money. Um, and so, uh, the key was to a safe deposit box, safety deposit box. And he sends Joe out to go find it or to go for it. And he'll be right behind him. And this is where we get the fact that Brian apparently isn't with Carol after all, which we get a little payoff later. Um, but he calls her for whatever reason, hoping she'll come back. The classic. Yep. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I get money, she'll come back to me. So they go to the safety deposit box to the bank in town, and apparently it's another key that they found. It's to a P.O. box in Boston. So the brothers, Joe's got a flight, so they go ahead and head over to Boston. Next scene, we've come back from Boston, and Brian is not happy. <laughs> I love the all. passenger during this. Right? So good. Yeah. Uh, I half expected it to be an air marshal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if we did this, if this was today, right? Like, that man would be an air marshal, and they would both be in just, like, a heap of trouble. Uh-huh. Oh, Yeah. He but, did. Uh, the, the actor did look like someone else to me, and I, I looked it up, and it wasn't him. I thought it was a, a guy who was in The Rock. They have a very similar face. Oh shape. yeah, um, but it wasn't. It was not him. But I just loved. I loved the line about um, when he's because the guy's getting more and more nervous as it goes, and then when uh, when he's trying to offer Brian the job, and Brian doesn't want it, he's like, "I'll I'll give you a job. You want a job? I'll get I'll get you a job. Doesn't matter." Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because Brian is talking upset and very crazy for somebody who's sitting right next to the pilot of the airplane. <laughs> and that passenger's like, I'm very nervous. And it's great when they get back because down to the ground. it's basically a minivan with wings. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, this is what this airplane oh, yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And I love when they finally get back and he's the first one through the door, which means, you know, he was the first one off that airplane and just wiping sweat off his face. Oh, yeah. No, he sprint walked from that airplane into the airport. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we get back to the airport, and they uh, ask him about what what happened. Um, and Brian, uh, you know, lets them know it was they had to go to another bank and another bank, two bus stations, a P.O. box, train depot, and a kennel <laughs> for one more key. And they're not sure to what. And Brian's complaining because he thought he was going to get all this money. And Joe, in his anger, is like, well, at least you have Carol. And Brian's like, she left me for another guy. To which Joe says, that pig. Yeah. <laughs> like, Joe was all defending Carol all throughout this episode until then. Even, like, right um, before that, to Brian, telling, you know, mm-hmm. saying all the stuff about how she's kind and she's generous yeah. and all this she left me for another guy that pig <laughs> it really mm-hmm. does just go right up to the full house ending like line just just right up to mm-hmm. it and then it jokes you back out of it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But there for a minute i was like i can't decide if we're gonna be a drama or a comedy mm-hmm. i'm real lost in the tone it's almost like they were fishing for what kind of tone they really wanted to mm-hmm. to chase yeah. here yeah and and maybe that's what you do in a pilot. You just kind of see, like, what are we doing with these characters? Where do we want them to go? Let's test a few things. Yeah. But, man, I had a little bit of whiplash in a couple spots this episode. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, hold on a minute. Jeez. Pick a lane. Get in it. <laughs> yep. Because when Brian walked on the scene, I was like, okay, we're, we've got, all right, just jokes, wisecracking left to right. They're all funny. They're all hitting. And then we got the heartfelt moment, and I was like, I don't know if I'm buying this, and I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. That's where I was. And I think in there. some of that probably comes from these guys having already created Cheers, and already having yeah. done that with Cheers. 
I think there's something to, hey, we know how to do this. Let's just do it this way. Yeah. But it doesn't work as well when you don't know those characters as well and aren't as yeah. in love right. with them yet. Yeah, that, that yeah, and they let some time. silences they let some silences hang in the air a little too long. Mm-hmm. I think the pacing was off for some of those scenes where I'm like, I don't him I can hear his feet shuffling for like five seconds before <laughs> anything happens. Mm-hmm. This is too long of a of a dramatic moment. Right. I'm not sure what to do with it. We missed the part. <laughs> so I'm glad they worked it out. But yeah, I can see that now. When you bring up Cheers again. Yeah. Well, yeah, they but mm-hmm. Cheers you really have to earn moments yep. like that over right. time, and they they needed more time to to figure out how to make that work and make us buy it. We missed the part where Brian sexually harassed the, the passenger. <laughs> oh, we did. It was Hooter, not, it yeah. was, oh. oh boy! Yeah. Wow. That uh, yeah. Again, I they're kind of they were setting him up to in. be they were setting him up to be a uh-huh. lot more of like a kind of skeezy creeper guy than, yeah. mm-hmm. than he ended up mm-hmm. being. I mean, they softened a lot of that yeah. as the show went Good. on. <laughs> I, it was not... I wouldn't say we, we we missed it as much as, like, I was trying to forget it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it was just... It was, um. it was very... a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's subtlety, and then there's just... And there was that. There's whatever like, that what is. what did you even do? Like, what... It was... Wow. It didn't. It didn't move the plot forward. It no. didn't do anything but make Brian look like a skeezy guy, and that right. was the wrong look. Right. It's not what right, we wanted. Right. Because we already had the like. We had the conversation, or we have at some point, the, like when he's talking to Joe about like, oh Helen, huh, huh, and that would have been right. plenty. Like that would have yeah. been mm-hmm. fine. That we understand Tells you everything what this you need. Means. Yeah, we get Ooh. it. And then the, just the yeah. blatant catcalling was. <laughs> Too the, much. The blatant catcalling was too much, but the Helen joke I did actually think was pretty funny because you know here's Brian mm-hmm. who hasn't seen her in a long time, oh, yeah. and he's yeah. tell, telling Joe and Joe's like, "Come on, she's like family. She's like a she's little like sister." Little and he's sister. like, "I think it's about time I gave that tyke a bath," <laughs> and just gets mm-hmm. grabbed and yanked into the office. Yeah. That like yeah, that was, that was okay. Yeah. yeah, it was met with disapproval <laughs> by another character. So you're like, oh okay, there's there's upstanding humans in this world. There's, you know, he's goofing this around. Woman, <laughs> this poor yeah. woman just trying to get on the plane. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just wants to. Get and on then the plane. then they have to get on the plane. Then they get on like presumably the plane they're now that, on this minivan yeah. with wings together. Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I I will say I did notice like right away. Stephen Weber and Tim Daly had great chemistry. Sure. Oh, yeah. their their jokes were great. I mean, they were playing off each other really well. I loved the whole "you labeled this drawer empty." You took the time to create <laughs> so the label, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I they're walking out, and he puts lot. something in it just to drive him nuts. <laughs> That's gonna kill him. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was that was mm-hmm. really good. Like again, this is one of those shows that has so many jokes. You just I couldn't catalog them all. It's like I've I've got to figure out most of this plot, and you know. Not take every single joke down, but a lot of good ones <laughs> in there. Um, so Faye actually recognizes the key, and it actually happens to be to one of the lockers in the airport. I mean, so, convenient. Uh, Lowell happens to be up there, so they throw him the key. Uh, he gets the locker open, and there's a suitcase in there. Uh, and they're like, well, drop it down. He's like, I just want you to know the scratch was <laughs> on this the suitcase. Well, I love that Lowell was on the phone with his mom on the pay phone. Yeah. And they go to toss him up the key. He's like, hang on, mom. And just, just lets the receiver hang mm-hmm. while he gets the, the thing out of there. It was so good. I just want you to know it's had a scratch already. So good. Yep. So they drop down the suitcase. They finally open it up. And what pops out? Snakes, uh, the little yeah, can snakes, can of snakes, peanut brittle, uh huh, can of snakes, but like twenty of them just packed in this suitcase. So good. Um, and it seems like, uh, according to Brian, that uh, their dad is funnier dead than Joe is alive. That was pretty good and brutal. Uh huh. And the only thing left in the suitcase was a picture of Joe and Brian by the lake as kids uh, and says, you're rich. 
and they realize that this was all a wild goose chase to get them back together as brothers. And that was fine. And we mm-hmm. could have ended it there. Could have. Yeah. I think we should. It should just end there. It yeah. just ends there. What well, ends there? Just, just, there. just them, you know, poking fun at each other and how they looked yeah, when they were kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how yeah, it goes. Yeah. Ears that look like hubcaps. And, uh, yeah. and Brian takes the job with Joe and Great. he's going to start working there. That's fine. Yeah, that's where that's it ends. That's it. Yeah, that's nothing the, else happened. That's exactly how it happened. About, I will say though, again, the chemistry between the two of them because Brian Brian is getting ready to leave. Joe decides he's going to offer him the job working at yeah. the airline. Mm-hmm. And Brian initially turns him down, but then as they're looking at the picture and they start like they start ribbing each other for the way they look in the photo while also agreeing that Brian will come work with Joe at the yeah. airline in the middle of it. Like what's what are with those shorts? I mean, come on, they're pulled up to your armpits. By the way, is that job still available? Like, yeah. I loved that. <laughs> that was some great kind yeah. of almost Abbott That's and Costello good. type, you know, uh, joke mm-hmm. joke telling kind of routine. And I, I really enjoyed that. Yep. And then that's when the episode ended. That's, that's exactly it. it. Nothing about whales or anything. Nope. nope. Unfortunately. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that was the pilot to wings. So uh, what do we think? They, I, they fixed I, a lot. They did. They did. <laughs> and I'm yeah. glad. There's almost, there's almost a part of me that thinks that at some point in our future we should take pilot and then finale and just look at them against Ooh. each other of, of different shows, you know, or even pilot and then mid-run. Yeah. Just to kind of get a feel like for pilot, highest rated uh, episode. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, you know, maybe just see what, what we realize. Oh, yeah. man, they really modified a lot mm-hmm. about that show versus a little. Because I feel like this one, the Christmas episode we watched uh, that will never be heard about uh, <laughs> on this show, at least nah. for a while. Uh, it, it was very different. In yeah. tone mm-hmm. and And it's, it was what I remembered. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even Thomas Hayden Church's Lowell was not quite as dumb in the Christmas episode as he plays here. Mm -hmm. But still, the still kind of the goofball, but not to that degree of like he's out back chewing rocks. You know, it's there was more to him. There's more substance. So it's I I mean, but I dug the show, and I dug the show. You know, the Christmas episode we went. I thought was great. I would watch more Wings. I, this is another one I could throw on in the background and just enjoy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. There, There is a moment of Wings that, for whatever reason, has been seared into the synapses of my brain, and it will never go away. And I don't even... I have no idea what episode it was from. And I want to say it was... I can't remember which character was doing the complaining, but it had some complaint from either um helen alex or um amy yasbeck's character uh carol casey casey um i want it was probably helen though but it had something to do with like men and and being like just idiots and all this and having single syllable conversations and it literally goes from her saying that to lowell with a bowl of soup and he goes "Mm, good soup hot (laughs) and so like that line that just delivery of thomas hayden church just being like good soup hot is (laughs) plays in my head on a daily basis it's so good that's hilarious he's so good Mm -hmm. he's so good i will find that i will make a clip of it i will send it to you so you can see it and then you can share in in what happens in my brain a lot. <laughs> Please do. Nice. Anytime you have soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime I have soup. Yep. Nice. So, did we get any feedback on this at all? We did not in the emails. Okay. I got nothing in the emails this this time. It's Christmas. People are busy. Right. You know? yeah. like sending emails hard requires like I, a computer. <laughs> I got one response on the threads from our buddy Bill Fairchild, uh, just saying he adored the show. So, hey, um, Bill, Mister Run Jump Stomp himself over um, there on Nerd Nest on Nerd YouTube. Nest, yes, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still jealous of his ability to produce things. It's incredible. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's actually about to start a thing where he talks about that too. So uh, mm. I think he's doing a second channel talking about his production and stuff. Very well, cool. take so this free publicity, Bill. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome, Bill. <laughs> um, but if you do have any response, did you watch Wings? Did you watch the beginning of it or through the show? What did you think of it? You can always send your feedback to us at those were the days show at gmail.com. You can uh, reply to us on Twitter, those days show. Um, you can follow us on all the various social medias and uh, definitely strike up a convo with us about it. Um, you can join the two, do- two dorks discord and come talk to a, a bunch of dorks and nerds about all kinds of stuff. Um, and you'll have to let us know what you think of the next show we're watching, which Steven is bringing to us. I am, and I did not intend this, because I did not know until we began talking at the top of this episode that these shows were related. Oh, snap. But we are going right back to New England with the pilot episode of one of my favorite shows, Cheers. Uh, I had, I literally had no idea that these shows were in the same universe (laughs) at all. And I just decided I'm not pivoting. I'm going to do it. I'm going to plant my stake in the ground and we are going to a little (laughs) bar where everybody knows your name. Uh, that's playing on Hulu. If you have a Hulu subscription, there's also Pluto TV. I think it's free with ads, handful of places you can find this show. Uh, you should definitely watch Cheers and you should definitely let me know what you think of it. At those uh, addresses and tweets and whatnot that Adi mm-hmm. just mentioned, because we'd love to read your feedback. I know you watch Cheers. Everybody watch Cheers. So hit us up and give us your thoughts. It's important. Yes. Oh, man. Now I'm really excited after talking yeah. about this show with the makers of it and stuff. Yeah. That'll be fun. It's going to be good. Yeah, it is. All right. Well. <laughs> Thank you for flying with Those Were the Days. On behalf of the whole crew, Stephen, Travis, Amy, and myself, we hope you enjoyed your flight down TV's memory lane in the skies. For your safety and the safety of those around you, please remain seated until we are parked at the gate. Use caution when opening the overhead compartments, as articles may have shifted during flight. Have a great time at your destination, and we'll see you next time on Those Were the Days. Those were the days.